Hey everyone, welcome to the Hire My VA Team and Business Building Podcast, where we help you to reclaim your freedom through hiring and thriving with virtual assistants without breaking the bank. And that means breaking your bank. And I'm talking very fast. So if you have this on 1.5X or 2X, it's too fast. Slow it down. Anyway, I'm Dave Braun and I'm here with my partner and great and awesome business mentor, coach, but most and most importantly, my great and good friend, Larry Broughton. Larry, how are you? <laughs> Hello, handsome Dave. You sounded like the chipmunks. Do you remember that show when you, from when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. The little holiday specials with the chipmunks. <laughs> I speak very fast. Maybe it's my New York thing, but uh, that was pretty rapid fire. I tried it. So out. let's <gasps> deep breath, cleansing breaths. Let's slow it down. Oh. Yes. Okay. Good. How hey, are you, my friend? It's good to see I'm you. Is, I'm doing great. Good. Doing great. Glad to be Good. recording another podcast with you. Because, you know, to be honest, I learn every time we do this, I learn something and always get um, TFTRs. Yeah, me too. Thanks for the reminders. Yes. That's right. That's always. Right. Yeah. yeah, me too. Okay. Before we get into the question for the day, shall we do an aha? Oh, put me on the spot. Yeah. No, I can do mine. Why don't you do yours first and I'll uh, do mine after. Okay. Heard this from a Stu McLaren podcast. He's oh, he's got good love, stuff. Yeah, Value he, bombs, he really always. does. I love listening to his stuff. And he said something that's simple and profound. He says, mm -hmm. "Do more of what works and less of what doesn't." <laughs> that seems so obvious, but I tell you, so often oh. I'm doing so much of what's not working. I'm beating my head against the wall and and trying to make something that's not working to work. It's like. I should go find something that actually does work. <laughs> you know, we were talking about this. Um, what was, I guess it was last week uh, on our victory masterclass about uh, coaches and mentors uh, oftentimes give us an objective view from the outside. They're like, um, how long are you going to keep doing this stupid thing where you get zero results? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so maybe that's what Stu did for you uh, this past week. That's yeah, it's really good. A, a good quick thing to remember. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready for our question? Well, let me throw my aha out there. I've got a quick one too. And it's kind of okay. um, obvious, but it's, I get reminded of this constantly, particularly while we're recording this, we are recording this now in May of uh, 2021, as we're hopefully pulling out of the pandemic, but the past year for a lot of people have been, you know, just filled with uh, disappointments and failures and, you know, struggle. And um, so my aha is really kind of a TFTR is that disappointments are inevitable, but misery is optional. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, I know that I, yeah. there are times when I get absolutely frustrated and I just want to wallow in self-pity mm -hmm. and like, um, but um, a guy named Dennis Prager says that uh, we have a moral obligation not to, you know, uh, shed our, disappointments and bad mood on other bad moods on other people. Right. But, um, and I, I tend to do that from, from time to time, but misery is optional. Yeah. Right? That's a really good one to remember. So, yeah. Really. So that was, that was a good reminder. And I was, the aha came from a reminder from our Ugozi um, page where we do our thought tiles or we used to call, what do we used to call those? Yeah. Um, yeah. The thought really, tiles. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. that was, that's, that's my aha for the past oh, that's, week. That's a good so I've been one. reminding myself throughout the week of, of that. So I've been trying to maintain yep. a positive attitude in this spite of disappointments. No more Eeyore. No more yeah. Eeyore. Yeah. Eeyore-tude. <laughs> if you don't know what an Eeyore-tude is, an Eeyore-tude, it's from Winnie the Pooh, 
oh, my life sucks. Everything is bad. Kind of thing. <laughs> no, you are, that was, dude. That was pretty good, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> it comes natural for me. <laughs> <laughs> too much practice, huh? I feel like that happens to me sometimes. Yeah. Too. <laughs> All right. What's our question for the week? All right. So the question <laughs> is... Um, and where did this come from? Is this somebody submit this uh, in the community or did somebody submit it online or... Yeah, I don't remember. We kind of okay. keep track of them, but yeah, it's a good okay. thing to um, actually talk about some of these types of like lessons, right? Yeah. And so, as a reminder, if you have a question, put it in the comment section below. We do look at those, submit it uh, through email and which email is the best one, Dave? Um, the see. easiest one for us right now is there's a couple options, but mm -hmm. just go to uh, info at ugozi.com or you yeah. can do info at uh, hiremyva.com. Either one. Yeah, either one. We'll, we'll see it. Uh, so go ahead, Dave. Okay, here we go. All right. Um, what are the top three lessons you've learned from managing folks? Oh, geez, Louise. The top three. Can you believe that? We can't. We, I can't that. do. I can't do three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is one of those things where I learn all the time from managing people. I mean, mm -hmm. we could do three thousand. I bet you, if we put our mind to it, we come up with three thousand powerful um, lessons that I've learned. Oh, yeah. I mean, because I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. So Dave, why don't you take a stab at it and I'll take a stab at it. We'll, we'll probably have some overlap, but um, let me, let me ruminate on what are my top three. What, yeah. You know? And it, it is, it's hard to whittle it down. I tried, but you know, it, it all depends upon the situation that you're in, what your, yeah. um, what your team members in, what is going to be most important um, to them at that time. But anyway, here's a, here's, right. here's a start. Right. So number one for me that I had wrote down was start them off right. Um, you know, and when starting off, off right, that means, you know, proper onboarding meeting, giving them, giving them the tools, um, the tasks that they need to do, the communication methods, the frequency, everything. Because as you start off, it starts building habits. And those are the things that you want to keep going with. And, you know, uh, you know, we could go into so many details. We could do that in another episode. We've got a lot of information in the course. Um, but we've also got, um, I think it's one of our first episodes, maybe episode three, where we go into that in a little bit more detail of I've never managed someone before, and I don't know where to start. It gives, um, that gives some good info right there. Would you include, I bet you you would, um, training for the position in this uh, Start Them Off Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because and, I, one of the mistakes I see, Dave, uh, particularly with uh, new managers. I'm, I'm assuming this question is coming from some, from someone who's kind of a new manager, you know, um, a newer manager, perhaps. And by the way, we always separate, there is a difference between managers and leaders. Managers should be leading as well, but they are not the, the same thing. Um, I see a lot of people, managers, maybe it's not new managers, maybe I should just say ineffective managers who hire people and then just throw them into a position. Right. And then wonder why are they floundering? Why do they have so many questions? Why can't they do this stuff right? I thought I was hiring an expert. Um, when they didn't take do the basic stuff that you had suggested, onboarding, communication, where do I get my information? What are expectations? Uh, that should be covered during a training process. Um, it's better to invest time up front than to watch this team member flounder yeah. and then you get resentful of them because when you get resentful of a team member, you start looking out for the bad and not the good <laughs> in them. Yes. Yeah. When you get resentful of anybody, right? Yeah, that's true. Even a client. Yeah. 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 What's your second well, one? 
So that was one. Um, the second one was get them working in their strengths as much as possible. I would put that right near the top as well, or right at the top. Yeah. Yeah. So episode, how do you do that? Episode 53, we talk about it, but you know, it's, <laughs> no, how you keep these episodes lined up, but that's why you do what you do. <laughs> yeah. And I do what I do. Okay. I'm trying here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's so important because, um, you know, we are best, we, we work best. We're more productive. We're happier. Life is, you know, just that's greater right. when we are working in our strengths. And so understanding what they are and then how to work in them. That's, that's just super important, right? We want to yeah. have more productivity. It gives us more joy. And, and it's just, I mean, it's really the only way to go. Now it doesn't mean everything we do is going to be um, in our strengths. We had, uh, we had to launch a website last week um, and Daph had to do some stuff that was way outside of her strengths and it really mm -hmm. drained her. But the good thing is that's the exception, right? That's right. Yeah. It's the exception. Yeah. If you see, constant turnover in a position if you see excessive people calling in excessive call-in sick or illnesses um, if you see resentment and um, strife among your team members those are pretty good clues that people are working outside their strengths yeah. think about when you get to work in things that you're really good at you feel better about yourself you feel better about your position it comes easier to you so if you see like lots of burnout that oftentimes means that people are working outside their strengths for too long. Any business you're running, um, there are going to be times when people will be working outside their strengths. But as mm -hmm. you say, Dave, that should be the exception and not the rule. Yeah. 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 Good. Well, that's the first two that I got. You want me to do number three? Why don't you do number three? You know, okay. Number three. And this goes, um, not just team members, but it goes for if you're a parent, <laughs> okay. you, know, you want to always, or as much as you can articulate the why behind something, right? Yeah. And that, you know, that will end up a lot of times coming down from your vision and your mission and your core values. This is why we're doing it this way. Mm -hmm. But if you can, if you can always articulate the why behind it, then people will more easily be able to internalize the importance of it. And there'll be a little bit more uh, self accountability in getting some of the stuff done. Right. right. I, like um, that. I like that. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's important. Um, and if you can't articulate that, why, if you can't really um, put it into a few words, a short sentence or a couple of sentences, then maybe you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's those are, all three of those are really good, Dave. And, you know, one of the things about these three, two is that, or these three also, three, two, not 32, these yeah. three also is that That's there's true. a, it's, it's kind of like a continuation process, right? We talked yes. number one about starting them off right. And Larry, you said training. Well, training is a never ending thing, right? right? right. And we don't mean training for skill-based, but there's leadership training and there's, yeah. there's, you know, um, we just, we just had a great training moment this last week in our team about um, one of my team members, you know, kind of discounted when we were giving that person some compliments. Uh, yes. And it's like, I, I said, okay, wait a second. We got to step back here. You, you never discount when somebody gives you a compliment saying, oh, it was easy for me or, oh, it just became natural or no problem. It's just you know, something that I like to do, oh, you're discounting yourself. You don't do that. You just say, thank you. I appreciate that. Right. And you accept it. And yeah. you accept it. So we had that, that good training moment. That's um, good. 
Number two is we're getting them working in their strengths as much as possible. That's a continuation. You want to, all yeah. of us want to be working in that. And then of course, the third reason is the why we want to continue um, understanding the why behind why we're, um, why we need to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, let me give you three that kind of come to mind for me. I'm trying to, as I said, I'm trying to think about this. Maybe this is someone who's not been managing or leading people for, you know, 30 years. Um, but, and so I thought about like, what are some of the mistakes uh, I've made? And I think the first one um, that was the most powerful that when I got over this gave me so much freedom and I became so much more effective in what I do. And some people would actually even say inspiring. Um, and that is, you ready? Just embrace who you are. <laughs> Just embrace who you are. Just embrace yeah. who you are. Too often, new managers act as if they're playing a role of a manager that they saw on TV or read in a book um, and um, or that they've seen someone else. I, the, the mistake that I made, I, I did this in both my leadership and in my speaking career. I tried to emulate what other people were doing. Okay. It wasn't really me. Right. Yeah. And so it never felt authentic. Right. Um, I, and it appeared as though I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. And so now the test that I, that I use is, am I communicating, whether it's in verbally or in writing or in my actions differently to my team members than I am to my family and friends? Mm. Yeah. Right. So if you're mm. putting on this, I don't know, display, you're playing a part at work when you're managing team members differently than you would communicate with family and friends. I, I just, I think that that's draining and it's not effective. So I would say uh, embrace, embrace who you are. That's number one. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. The second thing is this, and I think it's a mistake that um, a lot of managers make and they feel like what they're supposed to be doing is telling people what to do. Mm. And that shows up by micromanaging. So stop micromanaging, stop telling people what to do. Instead, start enlisting allies and support. And you do that by what you were talking about earlier in your why is what's the goal? Mm -hmm. Right, right. All right. Don't tell them what to do, but tell them what the results are that we expect. Yeah. Right. Results. Yeah. So I would, I would throw that in there. Number oh, Go ahead. There was, there was one thing I was going to say on that is that, you know, I was wondering, we had talked a little bit in one of the previous episodes about micromanaging. And I was like, you know, am I doing that with my team? Right. So I asked him and I said, you know, be honest, do I, do I micromanage you guys too much? And they said, and they said, no. And I think it was genuine, uh -huh. but I mean, if you're listening to this, Did they say, no, sir. How do you want me to answer that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He said, no, sir. Um, yeah, is 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 that good enough answer? <laughs> but you know, it's 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 if you're going to ask your team that, you can't ask them um, like after being a month in in you know on your in working in your company, right? So this is like yeah. Brian and Daft; they've worked for me for years. Yeah. So and they would be honest because I I I do my best, and that's one thing you can do as a manager is to try to make it as psychologically safe as you can in your workplace to, um, for your team members to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. For them to be honest with you. I don't know. That should always, well, th th that's a whole debate too about the whole keeping it safe. What do you mean 
Yeah, we, we should I really do. I think there's time we need to push the envelope so that people are feeling, you know, not like their their well being is threatened. But um, we had um, a, a team member that both you and I work with who said, "Hey, I've been stretched more recently than I have in a long time." Yeah, and I feel better about it. You know, um, good. Hey, number three, I think would be. Um, and I could share a quick story about this if it helps, is that you've got to be in the trenches. Managers do not, should not be sitting on the sidelines. Okay. Uh, years ago at my former company in San Francisco, um, um, we had, uh, I'd promoted a, an assistant manager to a managerial position. And all of a sudden he started, started seeing him around the hotel less. He started coming in later huh. and um, it was, Basically, it, after a long conversation, his impression was that um, he doesn't need to be there anymore because he's not working a uh, a position like he's at the front desk or he's working on the line in the kitchen or whatever. Now he's managing. His impression was that he doesn't need to put in as many hours uh, oh. and, and any longer. <laughs> now, I'm not suggesting that people be working 80 hours on their jobs, yeah. but there's going to be times where it's going to take a lot of work, yes. right? Um, so, but you have to be in the trenches for a couple of reasons. Number one, you need to know what's going on. Oftentimes when you're in a managerial position, all of a sudden you may be managing team members in areas that are not your expertise. Right. So getting in the trenches and learning what they do on a day-to-day -day basis is really important. Number two, you end up being a great role model, mm -hmm. right? Um and I can't do this so much anymore, but I remember, you know, walking through hotels a few years ago and um, as our room attendants are cleaning rooms, jump in and help them make the bed. They had always, their, their eyes get really big, like, oh my gosh, you know, or answer the phone when I'm in the back office kind of thing. So um, you, it helps you see what your team members are doing on a day-to-day -day basis. You can, and you can see where are some of the roadblocks or, choke points uh, in the business. Um, so that would be number three, get in the trenches. I just want to throw out a bonus one okay. that I don't hear enough people talk about, write about, speak about. I think that highly effective managers and leaders who build fiercely loyal team members are those who are willing to admit when they've made mistakes mm. or when they're wrong. Um, when you can do that, then you're setting a tone of your team members admitting when they've made mistakes and do and are have done something wrong. The question is, if you if I admit that I've done something wrong or I've made a mistake, how am I going to recover from that? How are we going to do that as a team? I think the worst thing we can do is have team members hiding errors, mistakes, and those kind of things. I agree. So that would be my bonus. That's a good bonus. All right. Well. Um, anything else on those? There's a lot there, man. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot. Like I said, we could, we could do 3000 of these pretty quickly. I know. Probably, you know, it's like, Oh my gosh. All right. Maybe, that, maybe well, that's a, maybe that's a book. <laughs> the, actually, that's a good idea. Yeah. We should do a book. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, close this one out. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today. Cause remember building a team is the way to reclaim your freedom. And we're here to help you. So three things we'd love for you to do right now, and we really appreciate it. Number one, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so, the YouTube channel, whatever you're watching or listening to, and give us a rating, preferably five-star. Leave a comment below the video. 
any comment because it helps us get the word out. Because um, I think what we've got here is really helping a lot of folks. Yeah. And uh, the third thing is go to hiremyva.com for more information on our course and our community. Because remember, even without experience, you'll learn how to prepare for, hire, and thrive with virtual assistants. Larry and I love helping folks. We're um, having some great Q&A calls within our membership community. Yeah. It's fun and we want to um, help you too. And so come on over and join us. So for more information, just go to hiremyba.com. Yep. Hey, if you're part of the program, uh, participate in the community. If you're not in the community, then uh, make some comments. Give us a thumbs up if you're on, on YouTube. But more importantly than that, you know, do yourself a favor, do the world a favor, go do something significant today. So God bless you. God keep you. God hold you. All right, my friends, go get them. Okay. Bye, everybody. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I almost choked myself. <laughs> Bye. Bye.